If we read this gospel passage as a straight passage, we might miss something. And uh, I think what we miss is so easy to to overlook, to miss, uh, unless we're steeped in Old Testament and New Testament understandings and episodes. And the key, perhaps, to understanding why a certain thing happened or was recorded to have happened, had happened, not that I'm disagreeing with St. Luke's recording of this, is understanding an Old Testament passage. Elizabeth cries out, the sound of, for at the moment the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the infant in my womb leapt for joy. That seems such kind of an odd thing to, to say that the, uh, the sound reaching Elizabeth's ears caused the baby to leap for joy. Unless we understand, perhaps, of the coming of the Ark of the Covenant into the temple under the leadership of King David. The Ark of the Covenant had been wandering uh, because they considered it dangerous. So they found it in the hill country of Judah. They brought it into the city of Jerusalem. They brought it in as they were bringing it into the temple to restore it to the temple area. or or actually bring it into the temple for the first time, I guess. What happened is David leapt before the Lord and leapt for joy, so much so that King Saul's daughter's daughter in particular mocked him. And you would expose yourself to all of Israel, she goes. And from that day on, she was barren. It kind of was a nice curse, right? But the Ark of the Covenant itself was recognized as having crossed that hill country entering the temple and God's anointed one leaping for joy. And what do we have here but Mary setting out, traveling the hill country of Judah, entering the house of Zechariah and Elizabeth, and God's anointed leaping for joy. That John the Baptist recognized the Ark of the New Covenant for that very tender moment And, of course, it helps, too, to know that this passage follows on the heels of what we heard just a few uh, days ago in reality, about 11 days, if we're honest, with the Feast of the Immaculate Conception. There we heard the Annunciation as the angel Gabriel comes to Mary and says, Hail, full of grace, the Lord is with you. Behold, you shall conceive and bear a son, and you shall name him Jesus. How can this be? Well, the Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. And behold, your kinswoman... Elizabeth is pregnant, six months, she who was thought to be barren. And then we had the words that we had for our Alleluia verse, Behold, I am the handmaid of the Lord, let it be done to me according to your word. And Mary sets out immediately. This news of Elizabeth's pregnancy comes as news. It's a shock that for whatever reason Mary hadn't heard, and somebody had pointed out uh, in an article I read, that perhaps the way to understand this is that for uh, Jewish people at the time, until the temple was destroyed, they had three pilgrimage festivals that they would go to Jerusalem they, in, into the temple and they would worship there. Mary, being a faithful Jew, would have gathered on those pilgrimage festivals. And we know two of the three, hopefully we remember two of the three. Uh, and the third one is... Uh, kind of vague, but we even, in a way, we remember that one too, but not necessarily on a Sunday. And the first, of course, is Passover, 
which we celebrate as Easter when Christ suffered on the cross, died, and rose again. That was around Passover. Then 50 days later, Pentecost. The, it was the first fruits festival, and, and for us, it's the descent of the Holy Spirit. And so mid, late to uh, uh, mid-April for Passover, and then 50 days later, so usually in May or early June. And then the Feast of Tabernacles, or Feast of Booths, which was a harvest festival as well, usually towards the end of the harvest, so late August. So if you did the math, you would realize that Mary had left right before Elizabeth perhaps conceived if she uh, had uh, known anything. And so now six months, she, this comes as news. And so Mary wants to go and see, and not only see out of idle curiosity, but she wants to go to help because Elizabeth is an older woman. Pregnancy is difficult at any time, and especially in, in the days of Jesus, it was difficult. But Mary goes to help. And I find myself wondering if that's true, that, that Mary didn't know what had to happen for six months. How is it that Elizabeth knew something in maybe a tops of a week or two weeks? How did Elizabeth know? Who am I that the mother of my Lord should come to me? There's only one way to understand this. While well, the, the word for Lord is curate, and that, that word can be understood in three different ways, but two of the ways don't make any sense whatsoever. The first way, and sounds kind of uh, rather sexist, and maybe it is, but Lord would, would be understood as a husband. Who am I that my husband, the mother of my husband, should come to me? That doesn't make sense at all, right? Or the other way is master, as servant-master relationship. Who am I that the mother of my master should come to me? Well, that doesn't make too much sense. And the only possibility is the third that Kyrie is used as a word for God, for Lord. Who am I that the mother of my God should come to me? What was it about Mary's entrance? What was it about her greeting to Elizabeth that Elizabeth instantaneously understood? And what was it even more so that John the Baptist, in the womb of his mother some six months along, recognized the Ark of the Covenant coming to visit his mother. Only God knows, and in the end it's probably God who, the Holy Spirit who let uh, Elizabeth know. But all the same, there's a beauty here in these words that Elizabeth understood how close salvation was. And John the Baptist leapt for joy because salvation was so close. Yes, it would take some 30-some years before that salvation would be fully revealed. But they understood it was close. And I find myself wondering, here we are some 2,000 years later. We know, looking back, what happened. We've heard the Gospels time and again, perhaps more times than we can really count. And yet, do we recognize the coming of Jesus, like Elizabeth did? Do we recognize how God wants to come to us, like Jesus in the womb of his mother came to Elizabeth? Sometimes that coming comes 
veiled, hidden. As I mentioned a few weeks ago, the Church of the United States is doing, uh, is hoping and praying for revitalization of our understanding of the Blessed Sacrament, what the Eucharist is. And I find this gospel passage as being one of those passages that we should probably reflect on as we discern what is the Eucharist. A better question is, who is the Eucharist? When a third, I think it is, uh, the, the more recent statistics, only a third understand what the Eucharist is, that it is the real presence of Jesus Christ, that it is Jesus Christ, body, blood, soul, and divinity, hidden, veiled in what looks like bread, veiled in what looks like wine. But it's not. It's more. Do we receive the Lord who comes to us veiled in such ways with the same amount of joy that Elizabeth did? Or do we understand that this joy then spills out into various elements and areas of our lives? Do we understand the love that God has for us in giving us this Eucharist? This passage, while we have it ending here today, blessed are you who believe that what was spoken to you by the Lord would be fulfilled, continues, and it's a prayer that we pray in the liturgy of the hours every evening, as Mary bursts into a song of joy herself. My soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. See, in the end, that's the only response to the presence and coming of God, is joy, of praise, of understanding the gift that we have received. As we come this day and as we prepare these last few days before the great feast of Christmas, the great season of Christmas, remembering that Christmas does not end on the evening of the 25th, but continues on technically through the 9th this year, or certainly the 12 days of Christmas, which end on January 6th with the Feast of the Epiphany celebrated elsewhere. We celebrate that the week earlier on the 2nd. But we ask the Lord to help us to receive him with joy, that we would recognize the little ways that he comes to us, the hidden ways that he comes to us, not only in the sacrament, which is so easily overlooked, sadly, but that we would be witnesses of that Eucharist, witnesses of the real presence, but in the other varied ways that he comes. Elizabeth didn't miss it. Whatever it was that told her this is the Ark of the New Covenant, whatever it was that told her that this woman in front of her is bearing the Son of God, Bearing God himself made flesh. Whatever it was, she recognized. So let us ask for the same gift that we would, we would recognize how Jesus comes to us in all these very ways.